Welcome to They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. So, hi everyone. This is Lauren M. I am the uh, cataloger here at the library and I purchase adult fiction. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm the adult services supervisor. I'm Laura and I am the TTS manager. And I'm Matthew. I'm the TTS supervisor slash uh, sound engineer. Yes, yes, we're very happy to have you on here with us, Matthew. You're always behind the scenes, and now everyone gets to hear from you. I'm glad to be back, sort of. <laughs> I don't like editing the sound of my own voice. <laughs> you know, your voice always sounds different to yourself than it does to other people. Yes, because I think yeah. your voice is very nice and pleasant, and it's good <clears throat> for recordings. Yeah, it has something to do with the way that your voice is amplified through your skull. Isn't that weird? Yeah, the sound inside your ear. So a couple housekeeping things we probably should bring up. Um, You haven't heard from us in a while, and that is because if you've been here recently, you've probably seen that we are doing some construction, um, a little bit of an update for our meeting rooms and art gallery space. Um, So if you come in, you will just see a lot of just blank stuff. You can't go upstairs. Um, But just know that that's happening if you so choose to visit us. (laughs) We'll be back in our usual undisclosed location in April, though. Knock on wood. Yeah, we really hope. (laughs) So just in time for our annual art scale, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. That'll be the first weekend of May. That's uh, May 1st and 2nd, correct? Yes, Friday and Saturday. Yep. We'll be having our annual big to-do on Friday night, uh, and we're doing things a little differently this year. So instead of being all inside, we're going to be stretching out into the parking lot with a a couple of food trucks this year. Ooh, yum. We're also shifting focus on the the art scale of this year is going to be much more uh, focused on artisan products as well. So I personally can't speak for a lot of what's going to be there but i've heard some really good things so we've had paintings and sculpture right. in the past lauren do you know any of what's been selected for this year yes yes that's enough for us you'll oh have to come and see i'm not allowed to tell though uh-huh. although if you are one of our artists and are listening you're free to tell whomever you want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i know we were seeking um like soap making candle making um artisan foods cheese. all kinds of things we all love cheese so i'm excited to see what kinds of things will be here and just a reminder uh in previous years it was the whole weekend this year, we will not be holding the sale on Sunday. So just be prepared. If you want to come by, it has to be on Friday or Saturday. Cool. All right. Going a little closer to the future. I mean, closer to the present. <laughs> it's March. March Madness. Yes. So do you guys already know who you want to win the NCAA men's basketball tournament this year? Have you picked out your teams? I know you have, Laura. The Indiana Hoosiers. <laughs> so at this point, I'm just hoping my team will get in, which is, yeah, IU. Oh, Same we're here. In. I think we're, we're in. in. We're in. But it just makes me nervous. You know how they collapse. There, there this, are th- this team is so wishy-washy. There are three Indiana University uh, alumni speaking on this <laughs> podcast right now. Just That's why, the, that's why IU is getting a little extra love. <laughs> Although, uh, of the four major 
college basketball programs in the state. I anticipate three will get in. Uh, so if you're a Purdue or Butler loyalist, congratulations. If you're a Notre Dame loyalist, uh, I apologize, and I've been there. <laughs> well, I'm not loyal to any of them, although I am an IU um, alumni. So, Oh, all um, four of us then. Yeah, Sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Um, so... Anyhow, well, I guess we'll see how it goes. But I, for one, don't follow basketball that much. So you guys will have to keep me posted on on how it's going. (laughs) It's going to be a real wild one. Uh, Put the kids' college money on Kansas. I don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) I I, kind of – please do not take any of our opinions seriously because we are are not sports experts – Gun to my head, I would actually like to see San Diego State win it all. That'd be fun. Uh, I I really like Malachi Flynn. I think he's a fantastically fun player. Um, He's added a lot of dimension to that team since coming over from Washington State. And uh, they got that big Kiwi kid, uh, Yanni Wetzel, who is also a lot of fun on that team. Um, It's it's a really great year for the mid-majors this year with Gonzaga and Dayton. Real quick shout out to my guy, Joe, uh, the happiest Dayton alum on the planet. I think I'm going to contact ESPN and see if they'll sponsor our podcast this time. <laughs> True. <laughs> Listen, we got the we got the producer on the mic this time, so we're basically sports talk radio this yeah, month. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We have our own little March Madness coming up as well. If you remember last year, we had our first annual Battle of the Books, and we are bringing that back this year. We no. have... Sorry, but I'm into this. Yeah. So please tell us more. <laughs> we have 16 books, and if you listen to our podcast, then you're going to get to hear the titles before anybody else. Uh, anyone else who doesn't listen to the podcast, they have to wait until I put it up, because we're not advertising the books until the day of. But we have four uh, children's books, four teen books, for adult fiction books and for adult nonfiction books that are all going to be battling it out to be the top choices. Uh, the first one that we have is I Have Had Enough by Jeff Jacobson. Then we have Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered by yes. Karen uh, Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Uh, this one, I will say, is kind of a... <laughs> A favorite here among the uh, library staff. Uh, Laura, you've read this, haven't you? I I did. So I actually um, listened to the audiobook, which is read by the authors. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hartstark, they narrate or, I guess, you know, do the podcast My Favorite Murder, which is one of the first podcasts I got into. So I, I love it. The book was so good. Cool. I had to wait for four months for it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, The next book is Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam Higginbotham. Uh, This, the topic of Chernobyl has just been huge right now. That that miniseries that came out on HBO about Chernobyl and the tours of uh, Pripyat, it's it's insane just how big it is right now. So I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to be into that. And then Belonging by Nora Krug. Have any of you read this? No. No. Oh, gosh. So this is about a woman who is confronting the fact that her family were Nazis. Oh, my gosh. This sounds familiar. Didn't you read a book similar to this uh, or do a review similar to this last 
fall was it no uh, another one of our staff members mary is super into this book so she's probably talked to you about it gotcha yeah (laughs) so that's it for the adult nonfiction. adult fiction we have murder on the bucket list by elizabeth perona would you like to talk about this nick um yeah Uh, elizabeth (laughs) perona is a local father-daughter author team hi tony and liz (laughs) and it is the first book that they wrote together and it is delightful um if you're into the cozy mystery genre it fits pretty neatly in there and uh highly recommended all right the second book for adult fiction is red at the bone by jacqueline woodson i meant to read this last year and i didn't get around to it (laughs) well i mean i guess you could always check it out and try to get it read before battle of the books starts but i would kind of like to have it back before then so the patrons can read it (laughs) i get it and normally it looks like it's probably a quick read, but I'm real swamped right now. Well, so. and here's the thing. Even if Jacqueline Woodson's books are quick reads, what she writes, like the yeah, words are very important. Real heavy. So, yeah, you don't yeah. want to just plow right through it. Right. So that's not one that you'd want to. I was going to suggest you listen to it on audiobook if it's available at uh, two times the speed. But sounds <laughs> like maybe that's not yeah, a good maybe, idea. Yeah, maybe go down to one and a half. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next book is Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James. You, Matthew, you and Nick both have read this one, correct? I started it, um, and I'm sorry to say I did not cannot get, quite get into it, so uh, it remains unfinished. Okay, well, igno- ig- ignore Matthew's <laughs> statement right there. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> it was sold to me by Nick, I think, actually, as Game of Thrones is set in Africa. It sounds right in my alley, so I will, I will try to give it another shot. I'm not... I don't give up on books quite that easily. It's it's a really, really fa- fascinating book for several reasons. Um, the narrative structure uh, and the uh, the characters really stood out to me. And it's, it's really fascinating. It's supposed to be the first book of a trilogy. And after the end of this one, I really have no idea where the author is going to go next. Um, it's, it's a really challenging book. And it's it's going to. Uh, I'm very interested in the next one. Neat, cool. So, and then the last book in um, adult fiction is "The Only Woman in the Room" by Marie Benedict. Now that sounds that sounds like it's up my alley. Is that a thriller? No, actually, it is a fictional biography of Hedy Lamarr. <gasps> oh, you're kidding me! That no. sounds amazing. Yeah, and oh god. I, I, I don't know how many of our listeners are super familiar with Hedy Lamar, but she is one of the most fascinating women of the 20th century. Just the she, she was a famous Hollywood actress, famous beauty, but she was a scientist. I mean, we have her to thank for cell phones. And right. she also really pushed boundaries in a lot of other areas. She was one of the first women to do uh, you know, on-screen nudity in movies because... Why should we be ashamed of our bodies? She was very, very modern, very forward thinking. She didn't have quite a great sense of humor. Uh, She did sue Mel Brooks for the name Hedley Lamar (laughs) in um, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, she did sue sue him for that. Wow. Uh, I can't remember if she won, but that's beside the point. Uh, But this this book, it is a, a narrative. It's fiction, but it is based on her life. And in particular, her life living over in um, Vienna and prior to 
the Nazi persecution, but as the party is coming to power. Oh, wow. I think I'm putting that one on my list. Well, I've got it checked out right now. So (laughs) I am currently reading it for um, Books on Tap, which will be uh, March 11th. Um, at Brewburger at 6.30. The topic that we're talking about is um, famous women in history. The, oh, perfect. And it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be nonfiction. It doesn't have to be fiction. It's just any book that's about a famous woman throughout history. So, so this touches both sides of that. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> For children, uh, we are uh, featuring Dogman Fetch 22 by Dave Pilkey. I love this series. This has gotten my nephew to read. He claimed that he hated to read, and then he picked up this book and had so much fun with it. He's a huge Dave Pilkey fan, and he has now since expanded out to other books as well. And this, I mean, yes, Dogman is a graphic novel, but he has now expanded out into non-graphic novel, like just regular print books. And yeah. Yeah, so this this got him started. I I love this book. I, I, it's special I'm, place in my heart. <laughs> I'm an old school Captain Underpants super fan, so I I've, I've been meaning to pick this up. I I need to. Well, it comes highly recommended by an eight year old. <laughs> I'm I'm all in. <laughs> Graphic novels really have a good. I they've got a place in my heart. I know a people a few people adults in my life who struggled to read when they were younger, and as adults discovered graphic novels and just really it really helped them find. A rejuvenated interest in books. So that's great. Yeah. The next book for children's is The Notebook of Doom, Rise of the Balloon Goons by Troy Cummings. I would want to cast a vote for this just on its title yes. alone. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maureen and Children's helped me pick out these uh, the books for the kids. So you have her to thank for these fantastic titles. Uh, the next one is Guts by Raina Telgemeier. I don't know what to say about Raina that has not already been said. Yeah. She's a fantastic graf- graphic novel artist, and this book is considered her best. Oh, so. really? Yeah. She mm-hmm. has a big following, but I don't. I have to admit, I've, I've not read any of her books, mm. so add that one to my list also. <laughs> I really appreciate her branding, how you can tell that it's a Raina Telgemeier book from each cover. Like That's it's true. very, yes. yeah. very distinctive. Mm hmm. Uh, the last book for children's is The Princess in Black and the Bath Time Battle. Uh, it's not the princess who needs to take a bath. It, just looking at the cover, um, you can tell she's the one trying to give the bath. And apparently she's going to have to take on a stinky beast in this book. And I can only imagine that hilarity will ensue. <laughs> and then for the 14 novels are The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Uh, this was recently turned into a movie that I thought seriously got underplayed. Oh, no. The book itself is so good. Just... I I cried, and not just because parts were sad. It was just, it's a beautiful book. It it punches you in the gut. It makes you think. It's, wow. it's fantastic. Huge book. I think I read that one, but I don't remember very much of it other than it was really powerful. I do remember that. And I recommend listening to this book on audio. That's how oh, really? I read it the first time, and the narrator is fantastic. Nice. Uh, the second book is One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. And I kind of wish we had Lauren W. in here in teen to talk about this because she is crazy about this book. She could probably talk for hours about how awesome this book is. 
I read that one too, and it is just, it's so neat. It's from um, four different uh, teens' perspectives, or kind of covers the the happenings of four different teens um, while the community tries to figure out what has happened to another teen. So, yeah, that's not a very good description, but it's, I... It's, I it, uh, it's one of the... One, so one of the teens is presumably an unreliable narrator. Or maybe they all are. And it sounds like it's Rashomon style. Uh, oh, that rules. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so hopefully these books will be on the shelf. Yeah. Because the rest of us might have checked them out. Uh, the third book is Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Maas. Uh, this is the first book in the huge Throne of Glass series. Um, I've read this particular book. Um, I love the fact that it's uh, a young woman who's an assassin. And she's not the strongest. She's not necessarily the quickest, although she is quick and she is strong, but just mass-wise, she's just not there. But she is one of the best assassins because she uses her brain and she can rely on her physical attributes when she needs to, but her biggest thing is assessing every situation she's in and figuring out how to either get out of a situation or how to make something happen. Um, I don't think this was the case with the author trying to do it this way, but she's kind of like Iron Man to me in the sense of her real power is her brain and figuring things out. That sounds so, you know, I like action filled books. um, But when you hear a lot about what the narrator is going through and discovering and figuring out, it just that brings it home for me. That Mm -hmm. sounds really great. Yeah. And then the last book is Frankly in Love by David Yoon. Yes, this is a romance novel for teens. Uh, I love the fact, though, that this is about a Korean-American student who feels caught between two worlds. There's his family who wants him to date Korean, and there's the fact that he so strongly identifies as as an American and just the cultural divides. And it, it gives, it gave me such an interesting perspective because you know, I, 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 I'm white, you know, I, and no one's ever looked at me and wondered like, where do you come from? You know, I have that privilege and getting someone else's perspective of just how things can be so different and how you can struggle with identity and maybe sometimes even have an identity crisis because People want to put you in this box, but you don't feel that way. It, I, it, it opened my eyes. It really did. I, I enjoyed that. That seems like a good topic, um, especially just in the environment we have now. So I'll put that one on my list as well. <laughs> All right. So those are, If I hope you were keeping track at home. Those are the 16 books that we are going to be uh, displaying for you to vote on. And voting will be mid-March. It's going to roughly coincide with the start of the NCAA basketball tournament. So you got a week or two to get ready for it. Nice. So um, have you guys read um, our One Town, One Read book yet? Absolutely. I'm running a book discussion on it in April. Nice. And mine was last month in February. Great. Um, I have to be honest, I have not read it. So for my sake, and I'll use the excuse also for the sake of our listeners, can you give us a (laughs) short synopsis here? Absolutely. Um, The book is written by Laura Bates, who is a professor at Indiana State University, and it follows her 
exploits teaching uh, the works of Shakespeare to inmates, particularly at the Wabash Valley Correctional Facility, and particularly to one in to one specific inmate, uh, Larry. And Larry is serving a sentence of life without parole uh, for a murder he committed as a teenager. And the book is about his discovery of himself and the works of Shakespeare and their application to his life and the lives of the other men incarcerated with him. Um, It's a book written in a Dr. Bates has a wonderful voice in writing the book, and she covers difficult topics that have a lot of nuance with a with a great, uh, very deftly, I think is the best way to say it. Um, it's a stunningly easy book to read, despite the the hard topics it covers. Um, I was able to tackle it in a single afternoon, uh, and I loved the discussion that I had with uh, a couple of patrons in February. We asked a lot of tough questions and grappled with our own feelings and uh, beliefs, and I highly recommend reading the book, coming to one of our discussion sessions, and coming to hear Dr. Bates speak here in April on, coincidentally, uh, Shakespeare's birthday. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to have her come. I I mean, there, there are discussion questions and stuff that go on in, like, at the end of the book, but also in our book discussions, but there's so much more that she can bring to it. So even if you don't make it to the book discussions, or even if you have made it to the book discussions, come hear her speak. There's so much to learn. Speaking of uh, book discussions, I'd like to add a shameless plug for our Pulitzer Book Club, which is meeting again this this month on Tuesday the 24th uh, at 6.30. We will be discussing the winner from, let me do my math, 1983, which is Alice Walker's The Colored Purple. Um, it is by far the most iconic book that we've discussed so far in the young history of this club. Uh, it, and I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm reading the book as we speak and it's, it's living up to all of its reputation. And we'll be discussing such things at, at the club as the use of dialect by Walker in the, in the book, as well as it's, uh, the form that the book takes. It's epistolary in nature, nature, meaning that it's, told through a series of letters addressed to God. Um, And we'll also talk about how the the adaptation of the book into film by Steven Spielberg in the 80s has impacted the legacy and the cultural footprint of the work itself. So I really hope to see you here. I think we'll have a really good discussion of the book. When was that again? I am hoping to get it read before then. It's okay. been on my list for a long time. It's Tuesday the 24th. That's uh, in a couple of weeks here. It'll be at 6.30. Great. You'll see me there. And I want to reiterate Books on Tap. I'm pretty sure earlier I said it was March 11th because I was thinking, oh, it's next week. And today is not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. So Books on Tap is actually going to be March 10th. Today's Thursday. 
Today is Thursday. Oh my gosh. I Wow, clearly I do not know what day it is. This has been a, a strange week. Now, yeah. we can't blame you though, because weren't you just all up in this library conference last week? I was, yes. I, yeah. was, at, I was at PLA, so yeah. We know how exciting that gets, yeah. and we always look forward to all the books that you bring back to show us, so <laughs> you get a pass. I went a little light this time, so I hope people aren't too disappointed, but we never are. <laughs> uh, but March 10th, at 6.30 at Brewburger, Books on Tap is meeting. Even if you haven't read a, a book with the topic, you know, women in history, we don't care. Just just come. Come and join us, and you can get some book recommendations, or maybe you can tell us about another book that might be kind of appropriate for the topic or not. Just come and, come and chat with us, and we provide appetizers, and we, no one cares if you drink a glass of wine or a beer while you're there. Yeah, I've heard that one. I have not made it to that program, but I hear it's a lot more casual and um, that you are able to talk about um, just the topic in general, the stuff you've read recently or a long time ago, or even just the things that you are hoping to read that may uh, fall into that category. So I love the idea behind that book club. Yeah, it's, it is extremely casual. And like I said, you don't have to have read the book on the topic. You don't even have to have read a book, period. Just come and listen to other people talk about it, and then maybe maybe you'll get some ideas of what books you want to read. So another thing that's coming up at the end of March is we have an after-hours escape room on Friday, March 20th at 6 p.m. Um, we've done escape rooms a couple times, and they tend to go over really well. So... Um, now, this is our Teen Central supervisor putting on this program. Um, she really pulls these off, and everybody enjoys them. So that's something to keep on your radar. Yeah, she's she is really good at designing escape rooms. Kind of hope she doesn't leave us <laughs> yes. to go do this professionally. <laughs> not going to lie. Well, we're running right up against our time, but I always love this part the best. Uh, so what are you guys geeking out about this week? So I've got a couple of things. The first one is real quick. I've been watching a lot of 90s All Japan Pro Wrestling videos on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's this? <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought my thing was going to be obscure, but leave it to Nick uh, to I, pull I, that one out of his head. Listen, I watch... I'm, I'm laughing with Nick, not at him. I watch a lot of wrestling and... For my money, that's my favorite era of the uh, the art form, and just the work that that the Four Pillars and Jun Akiyama did in that time period is just so awe-inspiring and hits close to my heart. Rest in peace, Mitsuharu Misawa. But I'm also reading uh, a lot of books by one of my favorite authors, Guy Gavriel K. Right now, um, he's just such a fantastic writer. Um, I think one of the best going, whether it be genre literature or not. And his stuff butts right up against uh, historical fiction. And it's just so remarkable how it puts the lives of people who aren't particularly special in circumstances that are. And they're just such wonderful books. I 
recommend everything he's ever written. And uh, I'm, I love the Serentine Mosaic books. What about you, Matthew? Well, the, the two things I'm geeking out about right now, also tying to YouTube. Uh, so there's two YouTube channels that I discovered a while back, and it's, uh, I've been working my way through this collection of videos. So the first one is uh, Chef John from foodwishes.com. So I'm not sure how I discovered Chef John. I think I was probably looking for a recipe for scalloped potatoes or something, and his video came up. <laughs> so, I, so I clicked on it, and when you first hear his voice, there's something about it that's really odd and even a little bit off-putting, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to sit through this entire video and listen to this guy. <laughs> but before you know it, I had sat through the whole video and watched it, and I was absolutely compelled to uh, go to the next one and the next one and the next one. He has hundreds. He's done hundreds of videos. He does baking, desserts. Uh, entrees, appetizers, party food, all sorts of occasions. Um, he throws in a lot of uh, what I would call dad humor, kind of bad puns. <laughs> That's the best. Stupid jokes. Uh, he, he's very informative, and I've made many of his recipes now. They're a lot of fun to watch. And then try it on your own. He's very encouraging of uh, encouraging of chefs to experiment and take ownership of their of their cooking. Um, so that's that's one thing, Chef John. The other thing is a channel that I discovered called All the Stations, and it is um, two two young adults in the UK decided one summer they would visit every train station in, in the UK. Oh wow! Uh, and there's about two thousand five hundred and some odd stations. Wow! So over the course of several months, they went to each one and they uh, uh, you know recorded themselves. Um, on the trains, they would get off at the stations. They would talk to people who, you know, were commuting, tourists. They would talk to workers on the railroads. Um, it was really fascinating. So there's, I mean, there's videos for pretty much each station. It's it's, it's a combination of like travel log throughout the the British Isles. Because after they finished doing uh, the island of Britain, they then went to Ireland and did all the stations in uh, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. They also recently did all the stations on the Isle of Man. Uh, as new stations open, they they go to, to the new station to ride like the inaugural train out. Anyway, they've become kind of a thing over in the UK. They're a lot of fun. Uh, they're, and their videos are just, I don't know, they're educational. They're earnest in a way that is uh, not found a lot on the internet, it seems like, these days. So check them out, all the stations. Cool. Yeah. That's so, that seems very obscure, but not quite as obscure as Nick's, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. His is more. <laughs> uh, well, okay. What I'm really geeking out about right now, pretty sure none of our listeners want to hear about. I'm After coming back from PLA, I'm totally geeking out my job of cataloging right now. So we'll skip over that oh entirely. Boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, don't come talk to me about what I do unless you want to get cornered for a couple of hours right now. But the second thing that I'm geeking out about is, funny enough, Hedy Lamarr. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, Reading this book, I've always been a huge fan of hers. I remember seeing the movie Samson and Delilah when I was six or seven and thinking she was the most fascinating person I had ever seen. And um, so I've always been kind of aware of her. But then, um, you know, I've, I've been reading The Only Woman in the Room and I've been doing a little bit of independent research on her, and there have been some great documentaries. PBS did one, I think, just a year or two ago about her. Yes. Yes. Bombshell. Thank you. I couldn't remember the title. And just learning all the different things that she did in her life that were so ahead of their time. And for a long time, she was ignored, not just because she was a woman, but because she was a beautiful woman. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so she just 
kind of had to forge her own path for a lot of stuff that she did. She's she's just fascinating to me. Man. Yeah, I'm really going to have to read more about her. So I'm geeking about geeking out about two different things. The first one is the fact that summer, well, we're all hoping just for spring to be around the yeah. corner, but I'm looking forward to summer. Um, I, My kids and I have set a goal to visit 10 different parks. Um, mm-hmm. That includes playgrounds and state parks. So we're hoping to um, really get out and about and um, just see what we can discover. So, um, but I can't skip too far ahead. So I have been quietly geeking out about the bulbs that are starting to poke through the dormant grass in my yard so it's giving us a taste of what's (laughs) to come so yeah so the other thing I'm looking forward to that kind of combines both those things together is I'm hoping to go to the Friends of the Library's garden tour this year Mm -hmm. Um, it is on Saturday June 27th and Sunday June 28th and it's always just so cool to be able to walk around um to be frank, some of the yards within our community and see just the different kinds of uh, plants that everybody is able to nourish and the different garden designs and everything. So that's what I'm looking forward to and geeking out about. That's really nice. Right. I think that's all we've got for today. So Thanks for listening with us, guys. Don't forget to share the word about our our podcast, They Might Be Librarians, a Plainfield-Guilford Township Public Library podcast. We would love it if you would check us out on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a rate and review. Thanks. Bye.